Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. I tell you the truth. I am still learning. I am still growing. I have not arrived yet. I'm still learning and growing and practicing what I learn every year. God gave me more and more understanding of how to walk with God, and I surrender and I want to change. I want to become more like Jesus Christ because I want God to use me. And Christ Jesus is my model. I want to become more like Him. So it's so wonderful to learn the truth. And the revelation from heaven, how to walk with God every single day. In this camp, we focus on being led by the Spirit of God, and this subject is so important. And I believe that every Christian on this earth should listen to this teaching and should put it into practice. I want to encourage you: listen again and again in the website. Don't listen one time. Listen many, many times until you really get the message and know how to practice what you learn. We're gonna experience the reality of the Holy Spirit together. The reality of the Spirit should be an experience of every believer, including in our churches. After you experience the Spirit led living, you don't want to go back to the old way anymore. You want to continue. To walk in that kind of lifestyle, you will not even get any money and say, "I stop it." People may give you ten thousand dollars. Could you please stop walking in the spirit or being led by the spirit? You say it's too late. I love it. God can do anything to help you if you learn how to walk with the spirit. Let us say together, "I will get something from this teaching today." Something good. I will see. I will hear something good from heaven. I will receive something that will help me today, and that will help me in the future. I am not limited by what my pastor say or what my pastor knows. The Holy Spirit can speak to me and teach me more than what the pastor says. How many people believe that? That the Holy Spirit can speak to you more than what I know and that more than what I say. So open your heart to listen to the Holy Spirit in this teaching. In Romans chapter eight, verse fourteen, again, from. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons and parentheses daughters of God. So, as God's sons and daughters, we can expect to be led by the Spirit of God every day, all the time. Major thing, small thing, little thing. You drive into the shopping mall. You want the parking space. And you ask the Holy Spirit, "Tell me, turn right or turn left." I do this all the time, actually. When I drive in a shopping mall, I will talk to Holy Spirit. I need to park close to the door. I don't want to walk too much. I have limited time. And then the Holy Spirit will tell me, "Turn right." And when I turn right, bam, the parking is there. This happened to me on a regular basis. Everything in my life, I want to be led by God, led by the Spirit of God. And we can see that example in the book of Acts. In the book of Acts, the believers really have experience of the reality of the Holy Spirit. They were told by the Spirit to do this, say that, don't do this, go there, go here, and they agree with the Holy Spirit to the point that they say it seems good to the Holy Spirit and to all of us as well. Therefore, we should be led by the Spirit. But the fact is this. That not everybody is led by the Holy Spirit, and the fact is this: that some people are led by the Spirit 
more than others. For some people, they are led by the Spirit all the time, small things, big things. But some people, maybe once in ten years, that they hear the Holy Spirit say, "Why is our God a respecter of people? Does He take? Does He practice prejudice? Does He love somebody more than others? No, He is not a respecter of people. But the problem is that some believers look to the Holy Spirit more, yield to the Holy Spirit." Reverence the Holy Spirit, recognize His presence, and respond to Him, and obey Him. But other believers, all day long, they never have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. They just trust their own intellect. They just trust their own ability, and they plan their own things. They never talk to Him, because our God is a gentle man. He never forces His way in. So if you don't want to ask him, he will not tell you. You need to ask him. You need to yield to him and rely on him. So that's why a lot of Christians are head-led, feeling-led, emotion-led, money-led, opportunities-led, family-led, girlfriend-led, boyfriend-led. Situation let, opinion let, or politically correct let. They can be led by so many things on this earth, and they miss the perfect will of God. They miss the best thing from heaven because they are not led by the Spirit of God. I pray that our brother and sister in our churches will be spirit-led people. In the morning, in the late morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, at night, and when you wake up again in the morning, you are still being led by the Spirit of God. You know that. I believe that some of you have this experience that in the past you faced tragedies, you faced problems, disappointments, setbacks, difficulty, and heartaches. And those things, I tell you right now, could have been averted, or protected, or prevented, if you would have been led by the Spirit of God. I remember one time I shared this story. Actually, I share a few story with you that how God protected me and led me. One time around 9:15 a.m., I was driving to church. I just repeat the story that happened to me a year ago. I was driving to church on a small neighborhood road. The road was curving like this to the church in the morning. I was there by myself. Pastor Da came another car. Suddenly, the Holy Spirit witnessed in my heart that you need to move your car out on the side of the road. And I was thinking, how come? This is a very empty road. Early in the morning on Sunday. Why I have to move my car out to the side of the road? But I obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. I move my car out to the right side. I drove like this way, but it's a curved road. By the time I move out, two cars came, and one teenager was driving the car to pass the car on the other side on my lane, Whoop, like this, very fast. And that road is only maybe 20 miles per hour. The car that Has another car came about maybe 40 miles an hour. Who? I would look at that car and I say, "Thank you, Jesus." I would have been dead. I would have been having the head-on collision, and I would not make it to the church because the Holy Spirit led me. I was not dead. I was not in head-on collision. Another time, I give you example that how the Holy Spirit. Can protect you and help you not to get into the big problem. One time, I remember at maybe around 6 p.m., the emergency room at the Overlake Hospital called me. Past a uh, doctor, not pastor, Doctor Lau. We have a lady here who came this afternoon, but by the evening she became paralyzed from the chest down, 
and we got the MRI and we found that she has clot inside the spine, compressing the spinal cord. So when I heard that, I knew that she needed a back operation, open the thoracic area here to relieve the pressure to get the blood out. But and right away, definitely, when you work, you need to get paid. You don't work for free. Right away, the numbers come up in my mind. Maybe three thousand dollars if I cut on her, and this is an emergency case. But right away, I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit in my spirit. He say, "Don't take the case. Send to the University of Washington." And I argue in my heart, "Oh, this is a case I can do. Not a big deal." But the Lord say to me, "No, no, no." So I told the emergency room doctor, "Could you please send her to University of Washington? I don't think I am capable. I don't think I'm fit with this. Please send her. Definitely. When I deny, the hospital cannot do anything because I say I don't want to get involved." She was sent to the hospital. Two years later, I got a letter from a lawyer, and that lawyer. Want to interview me because my name was not recorded in the chart, you know, hospital chart. My name just have one name in there that the emergency room doctor called Doctor Lau for consultation. So I was not involved in her treatment, and I find out. And the lawyer came to me, interview me for an hour in my office, and I find out that that patient sue everybody in that hospital. Everybody, so the emergency room doctor and the physiologist, the everybody who get involved in that treatment. Whew. Can you imagine? If I got involved, I would be in the court. I may lose my house. I can get into trouble. But because I was led by the Spirit, I was protected by Him. How many people want to live that kind of lifestyle? That you can hear the Spirit easily. Yes, we have done some mistake in the past. We have faced tragedies in the past. We have make mistake in the past. We cannot change the past, but we can change things for the future. So from this camp on, we're gonna live into the new level of life, higher level, the level of being led by the Spirit. That's why the Bible call Christian. An eagle. You open your wing, and you soar with the wind in the air in the high plane. The picture of an eagle is a bird that flow with the wind, and very high up, high in the mountain. The eagle can be above the storm under it. It can fly high over the storm. Wow! You can be higher than the storm. Why other people get into trouble? You already high because you follow the wind of the spirit, and you can have victory in your life. Amen. So that's why it's so wonderful to be led by the spirit of God. The Bible says in Romans chapter eight, verses fifteen to sixteen, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom you cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. We have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. The Apostle John, when he wrote the book of John, chapter fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen, he called the Holy Spirit He, Him, His. So the Holy Spirit is not an it. He is not an object. He is not just an energy. He is a person. He is a divine person. You can talk to him. He can talk to you. He can tell you what to do. He can teach you. He can show you what is coming. He can protect you from upcoming accident. You can communion with him, fellowship with him, and the Holy Spirit bear witness. With our spirit, that we are the children of God. How many people have confidence that you are a child of God? Raise your hand up. Praise God! I never forgot one night on Friday in Bangkok. 
I watch Jesus movie, and after I watch the end of the movie, the person in the movie asks people to accept Christ. I bow my head down and pray to receive Jesus into my heart that night. I was a very strong Buddhist before. That night, when I drove my car out of that apartment, actually, it's not a house; it's an apartment. I drove out. I sense inside me, now, God is my Father. Whew, what a feeling! What a sense that now I am a child of the living God. First day, I felt right away. I am confident that I am a child of God. My brother and sister, do you believe that one day you're going to go to heaven? How many people believe that one day you're going to be in heaven? If you say that you don't believe in heaven, you don't believe in God, I want to tell you right now, the chance that you're going to be in heaven is very dim because it means that you don't believe in Jesus. A lot of people say that, I believe that I will go to heaven one day. And if they say that way, I'm going to ask a question. Why do you believe that you're going to go to heaven? And if that person answers me this way, because I'm a good person, because I was born in a Christian family, because I'm a member of a local church, because I have a sprinkle of the water on my head when I was a baby, because I was baptized in water, those answers, no, 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 no. You may not make it to heaven. If your answer is this, I am saved because Jesus died for my sin. I repent of my sin and Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. I am a child of God. I have confidence that God forgive me and love me. By His grace, I am saved and I have faith in Him. That answer is right. And you will have the ticket to go to heaven. Amen? Everybody should know for sure that you're going to make it to heaven. How many people sure you're going to make it to heaven? Raise your hand up. Amen. You should be confident that if you die today, you're going to see Jesus today in heaven. You're going to be in paradise for eternity. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Our salvation is not based on what we have done or who we are. Our salvation is based on what Jesus has done for us. Amen? Now, in order to follow the Holy Spirit, we learn from this morning that we need to reverence Him, recognize Him, and respond to Him. Tonight, I would like to talk about reverence a little bit here. In order to honor God, we need to have some foundation. What is the foundation to lead to honoring God or referencing God? The foundation is the word faith. You have faith in God. The Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. And part of the fear of God is reverence or honoring God. And when He starts to talk to you, when you honor Him, you're going to be quiet and pay attention to Him because you believe that He is the living God. The reason we go to church every Sunday, the reason we read the Bible, because we believe that God is alive. We believe that when we worship, He hears us. We believe that when we pray, He listens to us. It's faith. We have faith that God is alive. Amen? And when we believe that He is the Almighty God, He is the creator of the heavens and the earth, when He starts to deal with us something, lead us, talk to us, correct us, we will say, Yes, Lord, I listen to you. Yes, Lord, I follow your direction. When He begins to speak to our spirit, we will give Him full undivided attention. We give to Him that way because we have faith that He is real, 
that the Holy Spirit is real. He is good. He means well for us. He wants us to be successful. He wants us to be healed. He wants us to be fruitful. He loves us. Faith in the goodness of God. Faith of the reality of God. Of the presence of God in our life. That's why I tell you, when the Holy Spirit touch people, or when people are praying or reading the Bible, don't bother them. When people on the ground, on the floor, being touched by God, don't go to bother them. Because if you do that, you are despising the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is doing some work on them. You don't interrupt Him. Let Him finish His work. In our church, we have this kind of practice. We say that when people get touched by God, don't go in to lay hand anymore. Don't go in to talk, to touch that person. Let the Holy Spirit continue His work until He finished. Amen? Because we want to honor the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit is real to us, and we want Him to lead us, we can develop the attitude and the lifestyle of respect and reverence toward Him. Even I myself as a human being, I learned a lesson. Can you imagine as a human, not God? As a human being like me, when people don't want to listen to me, when I say something that they ignore me, right away I say, done. I'm not going to talk anymore. It's over. It's your own business. I go on with my business. You don't want to listen to me. I don't want to waste my time. A few days ago, I tried to talk to one of my patients and I tried to give advice that you need to do this, do this, do this to stop your headache and pain. And the patient keeps saying, no, 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 I'm not going to do it. I was looking. Why are you seeing me? You're seeing the specialist like me, but you don't listen to me at all. Then I shut my mouth and say, okay, sure, you don't need to do it. Bye-bye. It's up to you now. I will not say anymore. The same thing with the Holy Spirit. If you want Him to guide you, to speak to you, you need to honor Him. Listen to Him. Nod your head. Okay. Yes, Lord. Not only yes, dear. Yes, Lord. Husband say yes, dear. <laughs> Wife say yes, dear, too. <laughs> yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. In order to have reverence toward the Holy Spirit, we need to have faith. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. If you see something, you don't need faith anymore. Is that right? You have faith because you haven't seen. You have not seen the Holy Spirit. How many people have seen the Holy Spirit? I've never seen the Holy Spirit. But I have faith that the Holy Spirit is in me, guiding me, showing me things, loving me, and wanted to quicken me and strengthen me. I believe before I see. That is faith. You have faith that the Holy Spirit is in you, guiding you. There's one man in the Bible who was really honored by God because his name was recorded in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 5. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God has taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. And after that, if you read verse 6, the Bible says, man cannot please God without faith. So at the beginning of verse 5, by faith, Enoch was taken away. According to my Bible study, I found two men who were taken away without death to heaven. You know who they are? Enoch and Elijah. Two men went up to heaven without death. And I pray to God, there will be the third man named Pastor Lau. 
and God can add one more woman named Pastor Da. So every day when I obey God, have faith in God, I was thinking, I'm going to reach to the level of Enoch very soon, and Elijah, that one day I will be just disappear, and I don't have to face death on the deathbed. I will just disappear. God would take me away. Amen. Think about this. Enoch had not seen God before. Enoch had fellowship with Adam and Eve. He was in that family, and I believe that Enoch heard Adam and Eve say, "You know, my grandson, I met with God in the cool of the day. We talked to God. God talked to us. Wow, God is so real." And Enoch was listening to the grandparents and say, "Who is this God? I have never seen God." Well, my grandparents said God is real. God talked to them, and he began to think. While he was growing up, I want to walk with this God. He began to say, "God, I want to believe in you. I want to know you more. Talk to me." He began to pray, and fellowship with God. Even the devil talked to him. Oh, it's over after man sin, after Adam and Eve sin. No more. God will not talk to human being anymore. It's done deal now. It's over. But Enoch said, "No, no, 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 no. I believe I can fellowship with God. I can talk to God. Even though he never seen God, he keep talking to God, communing with God. He develop his faith in God. Take the step of faith toward Him. He drew near to God. He approached God." And keep talking, as Enoch talked to God long enough, God began to show up. He feel the presence of God around him. He sensed the glory, the tangible glory of God. God began to talk to him, minister to him, and when God shows up, whoo! He said, "Glory, God is here in this room talking to me." He did not see God. But he can sense God's presence, and he talked to God more. He communicated God more, and he more and more and more, and God show up more and more. And eventually, he say, "God, I'm so happy to talk to you. I'm so happy to fellowship with you. I believe in you, even though I have never seen you. I hope I can see your face one day." Uh, this is just my story, okay? I don't know if it's real or not. But after he said, "I will see you face one day," pop suddenly he was standing in heaven, and see the face of God, and he was like, "Who? How come I'm here?" And God smiled. I'm so happy. I'm so pleased with your faith. You are a man who pleased me. You are a man of faith. I could not stand anymore. Come up here and see me. I bless you. I reward you. And Enoch said, "Wow, this is great! I see God now. God bless me." And Enoch said to the father, "Father, could you do me a favor? I don't want to go back there. I want to stay up here." And the Lord said, "Okay, I grant your request. You can stay up here." And he never came back again. So he disappeared because he walked by faith. Faith is the beginning of your relationship with God. Faith is the beginning of your fellowship with God, and walking by the leading of the Holy Spirit. After you listen to Enoch's story, you might have thought right now, Jesus, could you come back on the thirty-first? Of October at 5 p.m. Because tomorrow I have to pay my debt to the bank. I have $200,000, and the bank gonna come to take my home. Could you please come back so that I don't have to pay my debt? Some of you may think that way, so that you can run away from your debt. 
Actually, I know one Christian in the world. I don't want to say who. Not in our church, though. One Christian in the world said this way to me. This is a true story. I say that I am paying off my house right now. I don't want to be in debt. I want to be debt free. And that Christian said this way to me: uh, "I'm gonna drag on not to pay off my house as long as I can." I say, "Why? Why you want to be in debt? You should pay off your debt, even the bank." He said that you, because I expect Jesus will come back soon, <laughs> so I can stay in this house for free. The bank pay for me, and I don't want to pay. That is a wrong idea. Do you know Jesus did not come back for a defeated Christian? Jesus is coming back for the triumphant Christian. He's coming back for the victorious bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. He come back to see, to meet those who are the glorious church, those who live a holy life, righteous, and have faith. And he will return to give reward to them, those who live for the kingdom, build the kingdom of God, the glorious church, the live a life of holiness without wrinkle, blemish, without any stain. We want to be the triumphant church, so that Jesus will come back to meet us, not the goofy Christian, not the cheating Christian. We want to be. Living a life of integrity, living a life of holiness, and when he come back, he will come back with the crown of glory and put on your head as a reward. He will prepare the reward for the victorious church. And why we are running the race, we can finish the race one day. Why we are running the race, Peter, Paul, Moses, Elijah, Elijah in heaven are cheering us. Go for it! Go for it, Pastor! Go for it, go for it, Pastor Caesar. Go for it, Pastor Victor. Go for it. Keep running, keep running the race and get the job done for the Lord before Jesus comes back. They are cheering us up in heaven right now. Amen. You are not doing the work alone. Somebody is cheering us up in heaven to run the race, and we're gonna finish the race together. I'm so glad that I was born in this generation. I'm so glad that I can have the airplane to fly for the mission trip. I'm so glad that we have internet in this generation, so that we can put teaching in the YouTube. Do you know that we are the latest generation of humanity? Do you know that we are the latest generation? And I thank God I was not born in the 15th century or 16th century. We are in the 21st century. And we're gonna do the best for God with all the technology, with all the support that we have in this generation. Therefore, we need to grow fast. We need to develop our spirit, learn how to be led by the spirit. We're gonna squeeze everything in our life to build the kingdom of God, to benefit the kingdom of God. We're gonna make a big difference in this generation. Amen. We're gonna walk by faith, walk by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Walk in the authority of God. We're gonna see more souls saved in this generation. Amen. More so, we're gonna do the great work for Jesus. He said that the work that I do, you shall do also, and greater works than this you shall do. Thank God, we are we were born in this marvelous generation. Amen. Everyone say thank you, Jesus. Hebrews chapter eleven verse six say, but without faith. It is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You must believe that God is alive. You must believe that God is in you. Everyone, point to yourself. God is in me. You point to yourself. God is alive. He leads me. He is my king. He is my master. I believe. And then he continued to say, "I gonna reward those who diligently seek me, or go after me, or draw near to me." This is the key 
to spirit-led living. I talk about Enoch. We need to follow the example of Enoch. We believe that he is in us, and we keep seeking him. We keep pursuing him, drawing near to him. You need to understand this: our God is not a piece of wood on the shelf. He is alive, and he is the God who is a responder. Everyone say he is a responder. Everyone say he is the rewarder. When you seek him, when you draw near to him, he responds to you. He draw near to you. So this is the key in spirit-led living. You have faith that God is in you, and you do like Enoch. You keep drawing near to God, talking to God. James chapter four verse eight: Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. Every Sunday when you go to church, you are not going there for a ritual ceremony. You go go there because I want to draw near to God. When you worship, you raise your hand up and sing song. I draw near to God. When you drive a car on the freeway, you talk to God. You draw near to God, and He shall respond to you. He shall come to you, draw near to you, and speak to you, and lead you. Amen. A lot of Christians stop going to church. They say, "What a Jews to go to church? That is a big mistake." Some Christians stop reading the Bible. They say, "What is a Jews to read the Bible?" No, 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 no. Remember this. You draw near to God. You seek Him diligently. You talk to Him like Enoch. You just pursue Him. He will respond. He will talk to you back. He will speak to you. He will guide you. He will lead you because you approach Him by faith. Everyone say by faith. If we reach out to God, God will reach back to us. Amen. When you talk to God, He hears us, and when He talks to us, we believe and we hear Him. Amen. When we say, "God, I need to pay my bill, I need money to come in," and then God say, "Okay, I will help you. Money will come in." When you talk to God, God, I need healing. God say, "Okay, I heal you." He respond to your request. He respond to your asking. That is the kind of God we worship. I believe He will respond to me. Everyone say, "I believe." I believe. God responds to me. The Holy Spirit hears me, answers me, and responds to me. So our fellowship with God is so important. Fellowship is a two way. The Bible says the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. The fellowship means two ways. I talk, He listen. He talks, I listen. I talk, He listen. Is back and forth. Is a fellowship. You believe, you talk, and you believe He listen, and you believe He gonna respond. Amen. And that is the way to be led by the Spirit of God, and He's gonna become so real to you. That's how I walk my Christian life. Every day I talk to God. I say, God, heal me. He healed me. I just believe and trust Him. He heals me. In fact, it's interesting. He really is a good God. I share my personal story a little bit. Last year. When my daughter said that she's gonna get married in year 2016, she told me she's gonna get married. Right away in my mind, ding, 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 ding. Wow, a lot of money. <laughs> This is not fair. In Thailand, when I marry Pastor Da, I pay. In Thai culture, the man family pay for the wedding. But in America, I don't like American culture. This one, <laughs> I don't like this culture at all. When Tanida get married, 
I pay. And now Joyce gonna get married. I pay again. And Pastor Dad told me a few days ago, it's gonna be over soon. Next is Paul. So next time somebody else pay, not Pastor Lau anymore. <laughs> okay, this is a joke. Anyway, last year, 2016, I prayed to God. God, I have a big expense next year, year 2017 coming up. Very painful, but happy. Painful but happy. You have two daughters, okay? Maybe you should adopt Indonesian culture here. <laughs> Is an Indonesian a man prayer too, or half half? Half half? Okay, that's better than here. Anyway, so I pray to God, God. Next year, I'm gonna travel a lot. I mean, year 2017, my income gonna drop. I'm not gonna work hard anymore. I'm not on call anymore. So no extra money. I used to be on call about 10 days a, a month. So which means about $10,000 come in to be on call as a doctor. So that is gone next year. Whew. How am I gonna pay this? So I don't know what to do. I say, God, you need to help me. And he responded. You know what happened? He's so good. What happened is that my accountant calculated wrong. My bookkeeper said that this is my income. But the amount that my bookkeeper gave to him was wrong. Like a lot wrong. So it means that this year I can get more bonus. Because I don't have to pay tax. I paid tax last year already. Pay tax over. Pay too much. So the leftover money is going to be in my pocket. And when I look at the number that I'm going to get this year, oh, perfect. I can pay for the wedding of my daughter. <laughs> Praise God. God responded to me. Amen. You see, everyone say God is the responding God. Everyone say, I have faith. God is real. He is me in me. When I talk to Him, I believe. He listens to me. He hears me. I believe. He responds to me. He will talk back to me. He will guide me. He will help me. I believe. When I draw near to God, He draw near to me. I believe when I seek God diligently, He will reward me. He will lead me to healing, to finances, to prosperity, to success, to victory. Because my God is a good God. He's a victorious God. He's a rich God. He is the healthy God. So whatever He has, I believe I can have it too. He shall lead me. He shall talk to me. I believe. I have faith. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's, that's all I need to say tonight. We continue tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, we're going to start to learn about how God speaks to us. Tonight, it's just background that in order to hear from God, we need to have faith. And we need to believe that God is the responder, capital R. And God is the rewarder. And God fellowship with us and listen to us. Amen. Tomorrow, we're going to learn more how God speaks to us. We're going to go deeper now in the teaching, deeper and deeper in being led by the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. We learn that we can be led by the Spirit. And we need to learn how to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. We learn how to yield to the Holy Spirit. Learn how to be led and guided and directed by the Holy Spirit. That's why I believe that if the church allows you 
to be filled with the Holy Spirit on a regular basis. Learn how to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit on a regular basis. Your spirit led life will be stronger and stronger and stronger because you learn how to hook up. You learn how to yield to receive the Holy Spirit. This kind of thing we call practice the presence of God. Like me, I practice how to open the skull, how to open somebody's back, how to put the screw in somebody's back. So now I can do better job than 10 years ago because I practice, 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 practice. I have done maybe 5,000 brain surgery. So I can do better now than 20 years ago because I have practiced how to open somebody's skull. The same thing, we practice to be filled, to be marinated by the Holy Spirit. And we do that in revival service like this. We pray for you, and you just come out by faith and say, the Holy Spirit, touch me, fill me, marinate me, and I will be close to you. I shall be filled with the Holy Spirit. We're going to learn more about being filled with the Holy Spirit in this camp, that why we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit in order to be led by Him. Amen? So tonight, if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, I'd like to pray for you, lay hand on you. Amen? Hallelujah. How many people are hungry and want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Let me ask this question first. How many of you are believers? For sure, you are born again Christian. How many of you say, I'm not sure that I'm born again. But tonight, I want to be born again for sure. I want to be sure that after I leave this world, I will go to heaven. If you want to do that, I'd like to lead you to prayer. How many people say, I want to be sure, 100% raise your hand up. Okay. Those who are not sure, you're going to be sure tonight. Is that right? Okay. Keep your hand up. Pray with me. Father in heaven, I want to be born again. I want to be a child of God. You forgive me, Lord. You love me so much. You send your son, Jesus Christ, to pay the price, the wages of sin, for me at that cross. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that you are the living God. You are my master and my savior. Please forgive me. Lord Jesus, I open the door of my heart. Come into my life to fellowship with me. I want to walk with you. From today on, I will serve you. I will listen to you. You are my Lord, my God, my Creator. Thank you, Lord. My sins are forgiven. And my name is recorded in the book of life. Today, I'm born again for sure. I have confidence. I am a child of God. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.
your 